to work anytime between four and seven o'clock. I am going to point out that you do have a lot of thick fog outside and maybe even some fog advisories that will be prompted as that happens. So be careful tomorrow morning. Give yourself extra time on the roads. We will be seeing those clouds cleared afternoon sunshine, but temperatures overall are coming down compared to last week. We had those Santa Ana winds and we were in the triple digits. Not going to see any of that this week. You'll see a little bump as we head to Tuesday, but overall a bigger cool down for the end of the week and possibly ending our dry streak in Southern California. I'll show you that in a minute, but so far we are getting close to the longest streak of dry uh, weather here in Southern California. The longest we've ever had was 219 days, and that was in 1997. So far we sit at 163 days here in 2020. But good news is, again, we are watching for the potential of maybe a little bit of rain later this week, and I'll show you where it is. Here's a look at that high pressure. Again, we look forward to this forecast, and right now that ridge stays offshore, and what that does is keep us dry for the next several days. And it allows the jet stream to, again, just hang out for a little bit. So as we head to Wednesday, you'll notice that things don't really feel different. We're not going to see a big change until we get to about Thursday when the jet stream dips down, gives us a little bit of cooler air, and you can see more of that cloud cover. And then look to the north. We have a little system. I'm not going to call this little, actually, because areas to the east will get some rain. But for us, we get a potential of maybe a little bit of rain as we head to late Saturday and Sunday for our forecast. So along with that, we also get cooler temperatures, and we're talking a bigger drop in temperatures, which, again, is going to be welcomed because it's fall. A lot of you have been wondering where the cool air is happening, and it's going to happen soon. You can see that here on the numbers. Tomorrow we'll be at 91 in Santa Clarita, 92, a slight bump on Tuesday, and then there's your decline. We head to the end of the weekend. We're back in the 70s as we head to the weekend with that small chance of rain. Right now I'm calling it small, about 20% chance. Again, anything can change for now, but I am going to add that to your seven-day forecast to give you a heads up on that. So maybe put the umbrella in the car for now. All right, going to step out of the way to show you the seven-day forecast. Again, L.A. Orange County in the 70s tomorrow, but the upper end, and we'll stay that way through Thursday of this week before we get that bigger cool down Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This next weekend coming up is going to feel awfully different. We're not talking about 90s or triple digits. We're going to drop down to the 60s and 70s, so fall-like weather is on the way. We call it flutter weather, valleys and inland empire, 80s down to the 70s. And for the desert, we've got temperatures also cooling down. Um, again, to the 80s for you in the low desert, so no more in the triple digits. Uh, the mountain forecast also cooler. We've got no snow yet. Again, don't worry, we're not there yet. But we do have a possibility of a little bit of rain as those temperatures drop to the 60s. Overnight lows there, a lot cooler. So for the next few mornings with this marine layer, it's going to feel a little bit like fall. We get those afternoon sunny skies and haze for the next few days before things really cool down next weekend. All right, that's been a quick check of your weather. I'll send it back to Robert and Kathy in studio. Shauna, thank you very much. And still to come tonight, hashing out yet another stimulus. Democrats and Republicans not yet in agreement over how it should be done, but a solution could be in sight. We're going to tell you when. Also, a campaign crunch time, a candidate zeroing in on crucial states ahead of the election. We'll show you where they're appealing to voters. That's next. From News Chopper 4 Broadway, it is pretty quiet out there. Earlier tonight, fans were in the parking lots watching on big screens the Dodgers come back from a 3-1 deficit to capture the NCLS, and now they are on to the World Series, Kathy. And it's going to be an exciting week ahead. That World Series begins on Tuesday. Well done. Well, a final push before the election now. With 16 days to go, the two candidates are hitting the trail hard, both of them focusing on swing states.
Joe Biden is in North Carolina while President Trump is in Nevada after making a stop in Southern California in Orange County. NBC's Jennifer Johnson has more. Lock her up, a familiar battle cry at a Trump rally. Only this time the target is Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, not Hillary Clinton. President Trump attacking Whitmer just days after the FBI arrested 13 men in a plot to allegedly kidnap and possibly kill her. Said she was threatened. Right. She said she was threatened. And she blamed me. For months, the president has gone after Whitmer for partially shutting down her state to stop COVID-19. Whitmer says the president is inciting domestic terrorism. It's got to end. It is dangerous, not just for me and my family, but for public servants everywhere who are doing their jobs and trying to protect their fellow Americans. The president's senior campaign advisor downplaying his rhetoric. He was having fun at a Trump rally. The president calling for reopening as new cases of COVID-19 are surging in almost every state and at least a dozen are seeing all-time highs in hospitalizations. The president's own health secretary questioning an indoor Trump campaign event in Florida Friday. I wish everybody there would have worn face coverings and maintained social distance. Democratic candidate Joe Biden saying on message that the president is responsible for the pandemic. <laughs> the president knew how dangerous this virus was all the way back in January. And he hid it from the country. Two candidates with very different views of the pandemic that has killed over 220,000 Americans with the election just over two weeks away. Jennifer Johnson, NBC News, Washington. The Senate will vote on a $500 billion coronavirus relief bill on Wednesday, a proposal crafted by Republicans. In an exclusive interview with our NBC Wisconsin affiliate WTMJ, the president blamed Democratic leaders for the current deadlock. Well, I want the money by tonight, but Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to approve it because she thinks it's good politically for her not to approve it. Republicans attempted to vote on the GOP bill over the summer, but the effort was blocked by Democrats. They argued that the bill did not go far enough to address the needs of the American people. Democrats are pushing for a much larger package. The bill will include funding for schools, unemployment benefits, and loans for small businesses. Still to come, curbing COVID-19 with curfews. A number of European countries are now putting out some new rules to try and drive down the numbers. We'll show you where they are. And not everyone's a fan of the new rules. In one case, police had to be called in to break up the chaos, the pushback against these new policies. And right here in the United States, case numbers are going up as well. Lawmakers hoping some suggestions will try and resolve the situation. We'll show you what they are when we come back. Restaurants have been ordered to shut down at 11 o'clock at night, and the sale of alcohol is prohibited. The curfew is part of a new set of restrictions announced last week by the German government. Police are also back on the streets of Italy, enforcing a new round of curfews there. Italy, you may remember, was initially among the countries hit hardest by the virus and has now seen a major surge once again. They just hit more than 11,000 confirmed cases in a single day. Police in Rome citing people and businesses who violate a new round of restrictions. 
Just members of a conservative Protestant denomination went to church in large numbers today, despite the government warning against large gatherings. Hundreds of worshipers in what is being called the Dutch Bible Belt filed in for services. The Netherlands entered another partial lockdown last week after becoming one of Europe's hotbeds for new infections. <laughs> anti-lockdown protests turning violent in Prague. Czech riot police called in to break up this crowd of more than a thousand people, at least 20 of them injured in the clash. The demonstrators are rallying to condemn the government-mandated restrictions in that country. That includes a ban on sports competitions as well as shutting down bars and restaurants. Meantime, here in the United States, nearly every state is now experiencing an increase in cases with 30 states seeing major jumps. Local lawmakers are racing to put some new restrictions to slow the spread of COVID-19. NBC's Sam Brock has details now from Florida. In South Florida, a clash between bringing back the party and boosting business and the public safety hazard of scenes just like these. After a court order at least temporarily struck down Miami-Dade's curfew. Right now, we are, we are not enforcing the curfew because of the governor's executive order. We are not uh, fining people for not wearing masks because of the governor's order. And we are not able to enforce social distancing because of the governor's order. He has made it very difficult for us to protect people from the spread of the virus. Some clubs showing clear signs of social distancing as owners are trying to stay safe and financially afloat. We're not here to go against the, the county mayor. We understand his precautions. We understand his worries. But our worries is to feed our families. Florida has reported 10,000 new cases since Friday, crossing 4,000 infections in a day for the first time since August. A small piece of a concerning national picture. 38 states and D.C. showing at least a 10% increase in the last two weeks, with around 30 states surging at 25% or more, including New York. Where sheriff's deputies busted a 200-person party in Queens, and the state stopped a 10,000-person wedding set for Monday in Brooklyn. You can't have a wedding now with thousands of people. There is no safe way to do that. We know that. It's not just large gatherings, but small get-togethers that health officials fear have fanned the COVID flames. Governments enacting new restrictions in response, like Denver, where gatherings in unregulated settings are now capped at five people. Wisconsin is urging residents not to socialize outside their families and tough new mask enforcement in Kentucky and New Mexico. The governor's office said the state is, quote, a COVID-19 wildfire. Still to come for us tonight, thinking outside of the box by getting into one. One country really wants to allow people to enjoy concerts again. Who's using boxes to bring back the audience? And the last thing we're seeing on Facebook, we're really crazy.